We should talk about the COVID uh, lab thing, too. I have yeah, opinions. we I have should. Opinions. Yeah, we should. Hello, opinions. Internet. Hey, Internet. Just me and Derek today. Derek and Dale. Just Dale and Derek. Uh, the, the one of the reasons the I wanted and, to just go Derek with you and, and me. The Derek is because Dale show. Wow, man. Right. We haven't lost <laughs> <We> got- it. <laughs> Still got it. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to do mm-hmm. just us is because every guest we have, like half of them are musical people and they automatically love the hip. And then a bunch of other people just love the hip because they're hip fans. And I wanted to talk about the tragically hip without insulting our guests and just basically every single one of our listeners who also Since likes the hip. Probably. When do you care about insulting our guests? All that shit aside. Hey, <laughs> Internet, welcome to episode 173 of Outreach Factory, the podcast where we look at the things that made people mad online this week and explain why they're dumb for caring. Uh, I'm your co-host, Derek Bowen. I'm your other co-host, Dale DeRuiter. I'm drinking out of my brand new chatterless glove, glove, mug. That's uh, <laughs> Jamie McDonald, past guest, his band. He released some sweet swag and it's same with the shirt. It's pink. So I automatically long, love it. Longtime friend of the pod. I am, of course, repping uh, the world's greatest Internet outrage related podcast. Uh, me too. From my the other. Joe, the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> uh, also. Kidding. If anybody wants to take advantage of our very unique advertising opportunity, which is you place the mug that I drink out of with one with your logo, just send me a mug. I'm not going to put my address on the Internet because two people might smell me. I'm not scared of bombs. I'm more scared of they might smell you. Yeah, you might. Dale's concerned about people smelling him. I was I was like trying to say send me smelly socks and read the comments at the same time i don't know why every episode i think i could talk and read at the same time because i always fuck it up you can barely read on its own exactly so if you want me to have your mug and drink out of it uh just send me an email at outrage fact pod or hit me up on facebook either the outrage facebook or my facebook or twitter if you're the only listener I know for sure who doesn't have Facebook is my older brother, Neil and Scott Graham. But I don't know if he listens to us anymore. Probably not because of, <laughs> I uh, because of reasons. Dad. Yeah, because of reasons. Uh, would would you accept money from the tragically hip to promote their band on a mug? Yeah, yeah. I personally have nothing against the tragically hip. My whole beef with the tragically hip was okay. Let's go. Let's jump in the wayback machine and go to Dale's first instance with the tragically hip. So I grew up in a very small town, which was very surprisingly forward with the music that they listened to. I guess because everybody smoked pot and everybody had older brothers who smoked pot. That was in my grade. So all of our older brothers who smoked pot liked really good music. So I never listened. Yeah. Like, cause I don't know. I was thinking Willie about Nelson, it. Bob Marley. Well, that, uh, was, that was my dad. Nobody listened to Bob Marley because nobody liked reggae. It was like black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, um, the doors to a lesser extent, but I'm not saying the doors are good music because it's terrible. It's terrible poetry with good guitar, just good guitar. And like bands like that. And then I didn't 
and then I got exposed to stuff like Nine Inch Nails and Ministry in about grade nine. So once I heard Nine Inch Nails in grade nine, I'm like, this is the only music I want to hear for the rest of my life. And then one of the squares in my grade was talking about this awesome band that he loved that was the Tragically Hip. And I was like, oh, man, if he loves it this much, he must they must fucking tear because I was used to everybody at like at least was listening to Metallica or something. And then I heard the tragically hip and I was like, Oh, this is like dad music. Like this is, this is your favorite band. And then I was just like, so it's like tragically hip has always been like, I don't know how to say it without saying wuss, but they've just been like a wuss version of good music. So for our international listeners who might not be familiar, because the tragically hip, surprisingly, for the level of like notoriety and mainstream success they achieved in Canada, no one outside of Canada has ever fucking heard of them at all. Um, but they are essentially, uh, they're basically Canada's Bruce Springsteen. Like they're they're a, <laughs> a band. They they sing to the everyman. They're like working class heroes. Um, that was very much their their vibe. Gord Downey, amazing lyricist, uh, like probably like the the poet laureate of Canada. Mm, uh, easily. Um, not a great, I don't know, his vocals, like his voice just kind of didn't mean, do it for me. Canadian music, you had CanCon, where Canadian radio stations have to play at least 30% Canadian bands. So there's a lot of music that is Canadian that kind of got a pass and got bigger than it should have been just because radio stations needed something to play, Our Lady Peace. That's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. But I just, I just want to backtrack a bit, and I don't want to say that Tragically Hip sucks or anything. I just want to say when I heard them at first, they seemed like wuss music compared to the stuff I like. It was like the first when my sister used to listen to Tom Petty all the time. I was like, this is not cool enough for Dale. But then like now I love Tom <laughs> Petty, except for I listened to that fucking song. What was it? Brian Green, William Green in my car. Like the other on Friday. It was weird. I was like, oh. Oh, I'm going to drive home. It's sunny. I'm going to listen to some Tom Petty. And then there's this song, William Green. Have you ever heard it? I don't believe it's so. like the saddest, slowest song. It's like William Green was my friend. Oh, and yeah, like, I know. This is a downer for sure. And then it's like it's like William Green apparently played football. And you're like, oh, sounds like a cool dude. He stuck up for Tom Petty when somebody wanted to beat him up. And then he killed himself. And you're like, what? You're just going to spring that on me in the sad song? Like, yeah, so um so tragically have, going with this. have basically achieved like godlike music status in Canada. Uh they are widely revered by Canadians, but most other people are indifferent to them. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like you, Rush. You will hear Rush at least like <laughs> achieved some international, like there's a bunch of like stoners and like prog guess, rock yeah. heads in the United States who like love Rush, but tragically hip. N nothing like it Kate didn't even know who they were she had never heard of them before <laughs> uh and I think that's like and meanwhile in Canada you had them like they did their farewell show because Gord Downey was diagnosed with cancer passed away rest in peace Gord Downey um but like their their farewell tour was like sold out all over the place millions mm -hmm. of Canadians tuned in to their the br live broadcast of their last concert ever 
you know, everyone can sing uh, what, like New Orleans is sinking or oh, that's, yeah. pro- that's probably their biggest, biggest that's, hit, right? That's, that, their or- easy, that's their biggest hard hit because the, they're one of those bands that has good hard music and also slow music. Like my favorite Tragically Hip song was, wait, did they do Lovers in a Dangerous Time? No, that was originally? Uh, Bruce, Bruce Cover. Okay. This is, I just outed myself as not knowing enough, but uh, ahead by right. a century. He's another Canadian rock musician. That one. Yeah, that, that, that was, yeah, that was a good one. That's a slow uh, falsetto, is, yeah, falsetto banger. Uh, Courage is another one of theirs. That is probably my, my favorite hip song. Uh, mm-hmm. The entirety of the Day for Night album was like super mm-hmm. fucking good because it was very dark and moody, uh, which is what I felt as a 15-year-old listening to that album. I was like, this, this speaks to me. Uh, but they're, <laughs> they're just like a very straightforward like rock band. Uh, and why the fuck are we talking about this? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Derek, because sadly, Gord Downey passed. How long ago was that? Was that two years ago? Two or three years? Time has no meeting. Yeah, time has no meeting. But Tragically Hip is going to get back to the band. Sans Gord Downey is going to get back together for the 50th Juno Awards, but they're going to uh, recruit a different singer. And it is quite possibly the last Canadian singer you'd think of that would mesh well with the band. Did I tell you who it was, Derek? You did. Yes. Ah, I was going to get you to guess because you would never guess. It's Leslie Feist, which I just learned Leslie was her first name. And that kind of makes her music sound different to me for whatever reason, knowing that she's a Leslie Feist is uh, someone who has achieved some level of notoriety outside of Canada. And I think that's specifically she was one of those people who like first rose to fame on uh, Apple, including a song of her. Oh, yeah. An ad for like the iPhone or iPod or fucking whatever Apple product they use. But it was it was that one, two, three, four song, right? Yeah, that's the the only song of hers. I know. Was she in that group? broken social scene was she one of the like 100 canadian musicians in that group that's in every if you're a canadian musician you get a free pass <laughs> to like be part of broken social scene. yeah uh, i believe she was yes mm-hmm. so my big thing with this is like why feist but um upon further research i found out that feist actually toured with the band 20 years or 22 years ago in 1999 which was probably about when that song was popular and she said that they always got along, so they're going to play. And then I was like, of all the people in Canadian bands around the same era to play with the Tragically Hip, I could come up with like a list who I'd think first. Lead singer of Trouble Charger. Ooh, that'd be good. Lead singer of Gob. <laughs> Lead singer <laughs> of Gob would be amazing. Uh, the, guy, the guy from Len. Uh, the girl from Len. Yeah. I was oh, thinking hell yeah. Emily, I was thinking Emily Haynes because uh to maybe hit the higher parts of the Gord Downies. But when I read this, I thought that Emily they were Haynes gonna of, a metric. Yeah. Who's also in broken yeah. social scene. <laughs> when I read this, I thought I was like, oh, they're gonna do like I thought they were gonna do probably because they just released that um album of lost songs. Like I think there's six of them. I can't remember what it's called. I should, but I don't. So I thought they're going to do a bunch of songs, but I think they're only doing one. So yeah. At awards shows, they yeah. traditionally do. They'll like trot the whole band out for like to do one song. Uh, yeah. And then that's, that's it. 
So I guess they could find of of the plethora of tragically hip songs. I guess they could find one that Feist would sound the most like Gord Downey when he sung. You don't think this is going to be one of those uh, situations where what fucking band did that? And they replaced their lead singer with it was a Canadian guy um, replaced their lead singer with. No, it wasn't. Uh, who was it? It was like a hair metal band, I think. Or it was a hair metal guy who was recruited to be the lead singer of the band. It's like tip of my tongue right now. I can't remember who it was. I think it was a Canadian guy who was recruited. Um, yeah. Maybe it was even Queen or something. Queen with Brad May. Well, uh, Queen with Adam Lambert. That's not what I'm thinking oh, of, but that's an yeah. example uh, where they basically like put the original band together and just get a new vocalist mm-hmm. and uh, new lead singer, Chris. I think his name was Chris something. Oh, it sounds like now that you're mentioning it, it is making it sound familiar and I can't quite put my finger on it. But um, do you think that maybe if this, like maybe this is just to test the waters? Cause I'm not familiar with Feist's career at the moment. I don't know if she's got anything going down. I mean, do she certainly think- hasn't had a song in an iPod commercial lately. <laughs> if, if that's what you're implying. Yeah. So- do you think this could lead to more? Like if this, if this gets a well-received, do you think we're going to see them tour with Feist? I mean, you look at the past uh, uh, year and a bit for musicians in general, mm-hmm. and I'm sure everyone's a little starved for cash right now. So <laughs> yeah. you you have to think that like, yeah, fuck yeah. If, uh, if the opportunity presents itself and it's well-received and anyone gets a whiff that like, oh, people would pay money for tickets to see this. Um, then yeah, I, I absolutely think it's in the cards that they, they do a cross cross Canada tour, uh, mm-hmm. because you know, no one outside of Canada again knows who the fuck either. Maybe this is the tragically hips chance to achieve some level of notoriety in the United States by touring with Feist as a lead singer and people in America oh, know yeah. Feist and, and they don't know. And then maybe they're like, Oh, let me go check out the, the old back catalog. Uh, and then tragically hip finally blows up and Gordani's estate makes millions of dollars, which, which would be a perfectly just thing to happen. Yeah. I, okay. I looked up that album of the lost songs just because it was bugging me. It's called Saskadelphia, which Love I got to respect that Canadian, Canadiana, Americana pun, but, uh, who sang Philadelphia for the movie Philadelphia? Bruce Springsteen, baby. Could you streets imagine Philadelphia. if they sang the streets of Saskadelphia <laughs> and in the style of him? That would be amazing. Um, one thing that we haven't breached on is like, is everybody going to be OK with this? Like you personally, I don't know. We're not really the biggest tragically hip fans like I spent 20 minutes saying but uh, I'm emotionally, I'm okay with it. I don't think it disrespects Gord Downey's memories, but I was feeling like, I was like, this could be one of those things where it's like, ah, uh, is it too soon after his passing? Does it look like a money grab or is it like more of a celebratory thing? What do you think, Derek? When did Gord Downey die, Google? I mean, it's also that it's the October fi- 17th, 2017. Shut up. It was yeah. a- almost four years ago four, four years ago basically no so, way yeah Jesus i mean christ i, I, I have thought to it assume, was like two tops i don't think the hip uh because uh, again even like you have the hip which are revered within canada and then you have gord downey who's revered within the hip 
I don't think they would have released anything or done anything without at least like getting Gordowney's family's sign off mm-hmm. on it or approval or like some sort of like tacit approval from someone affiliated with uh, the estate of Gordowney. So I'm sure this is all on the uh, the up and up. Mm-hmm. Also, like who holds the I wonder who holds the copyright to the hips material, like if it was like that's always a weird thing to get into, like when someone's post mortem to like who legally owns like the material, like if it's Gord Downey's family or if the band was viewed as a corporation and each member had a share or whatever. But yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that um, if it did sting some people, I feel like the fact that it's the 50th anniversary of the Junos will make it sting a little less because I think it's like, um, they have like the tragically hip has 15 Junos, I believe, which I don't know if that's the most decorated. That's got to be Canadian the most band. by a Canadian band ever. Mm-hmm. Again, the Junos are Canada's version of the uh, the Grammys, and uh, they're not really important. But do you know who else is playing? Who could possibly overshadow all of this and nobody will even notice? Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, baby. I think he's going to play Peaches, which is like, fuck. Nobody's going to even remember. They're going to be like, tragically, who? Let's just sing Peaches to ourselves again. Justin Bieber, noted (laughs) Canadian artist, will sing Peaches in which he lists locations based in the United States (laughs) in the lyrics. Uh, Good good for him. I bet he changes them to Canadian. <laughs> Did you know that Justin Bieber just broke a record held by um, Elvis Presley with his latest album? He is the youngest musician to have eight albums reach the top 200 in on Billboard charts. Justin Bieber's only 27 and he's released eight albums. That's and they've all chart, charted, right? Like yeah, they yeah. all charted pretty much. Uh, in case you're wondering, Elvis Presley was 29. So, I mean, is is Bieber the 21st century Elvis Presley of Canada? Uh, I think of the world potentially until is, he's uh, yeah, or is he the Michael Jackson? Do you think he's like getting like Michael Jackson fame? Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I think Elvis I mean, had Michael Jackson fame. Yeah, I don't know, because Elvis was the first ever, like, super-duper popular person. I don't know what the scientific name for it. Like, he was the first, like, rock star where, like, people screamed. And then it was the Beatles. And then a whole bunch of people I don't know. And then Michael Jackson. <laughs> because I'm sure there was people just as famous. And then there. a bunch more people you didn't know. And then Justin Justin yeah. Bieber. Yeah, that's how it works. And yeah. tragically hip to a lesser extent was in there. somewhere. Oh, only in Canada, <laughs> only in Canada, predominantly oh, in Saskatchewan. Yeah. In Saskadelphia, to be precise. Hey, speaking of things that were grown locally, I don't know. Uh, new news is emer- not really. OK, there's no news mm-hmm. and it's not really emerging. Uh mm-hmm. Uh, but there has been this shift. So COVID-19, I don't know if anyone oh, knew about this. But there's been this fucking pandemic going on for the past uh, couple of years. Wait, year and a half. yeah, it feels like decades at this point. It does. Like, fuck it. It basically shut the entire world down uh, in, you know, rolling blackouts for mm-hmm. uh, the majority of the last year and a half. 
Um, at first, you know, I remember that the first few months of, uh, of COVID and the widespread theory was basically that a man had walked into a, uh, a wet market in Wuhan, mm-hmm. China, uh, and bit the head off of a bat Ozzy Osbourne style and sprayed blood all over everyone in attendance and they all I'm paraphrasing. Okay. Cause I thought uh, yeah. there's a pangolin. <laughs> like I thought it was like a threesome and there's a pangolin in the middle. Yeah. So or was that, was that the, was that the theory right after the head biting bat? Yeah. So there was theory. the head biting and then there was a human, a pangolin and a bat all bit each other at the exact same time. A human, a pangolin, uh, and, and a bat COVID. walk into a bar, and we got COVID. <laughs> uh, and at the time, a lot of like really weird fringe conspiracy theorists uh, were talking about how, uh, yeah, okay. You know, I'm not you, fringe. Yeah. I was just I've repeating conspiracy theories. Those are all repeats. I didn't come up with those. I just like <laughs> listen to dumb conspiracy theories, and then I lead it off when I'm like, hey, do you want to hear a dumb conspiracy that I. Do not believe it all, but I think is interesting. Like, what if it was true? It's like when you like say something crazy to someone, you're like, I'm not into this, but uh, if the like earth was peed on, what? I mean, I don't. What if you could? Unless you do. Wait, what? <laughs> like that Off thing. Of the edge of the flat earth. Yeah. Um, like but at the time, up- there were some. I was going to say bringing up fetishes is like got to be the exact same as bringing up conspiracy theories. Like you're on a date and you're like, hey, uh, you into golden showers or it's like just testing. Hey, uh, do you think lizard people are real? Yeah. Hey, uh, what do you it's think like of this same cute guy? Um, Would you let David Icke pee on you? <laughs> um, but uh, fucking because there's the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which exists in the city where COVID was first identified. Uh, so at the beginning of COVID, there was a fringe element basically being like, holy shit, this thing was grown in a lab and intentionally released by the Chinese government. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was like widely regarded as batshit insane disinformation at the time. Um, but now due to, uh, I guess, pressure from uh, the U.S. government, um, but people are, are basically walking back that it's potentially not disinformation. They're looking at the evidence and saying there is the potential for uh, COVID-19 to have escaped mm-hmm. from the, uh, the Institute of Virology Um Due yeah. to the the mounting evidence that shows that they can't basically they the World Health Organization World Health Organization words I'm good at words <laughs> look at me uh, sent a fucking team of people to investigate in uh, Wuhan for a couple months and they could find no clear source wait 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 there has to be an asterisk by that because they had uh. Chinese government chaperones the entire time they were there. So while under the watchful eye of the Chinese government, they could not find any direct evidence of of that. Yeah. So this has got like, like, yeah. So nobody's saying like one of the rare conspiracy or fringe conspiracies Derek was saying was people were like, this isn't a bioweapon. Like that's the like fear mongering. People were saying that the Chinese government was making a bioweapon that they'd release on their own people first, which seems backwards, um, and then infect the rest of the world so that they could uh, jumpstart their own or 
get their own economy to jump past like the U.S.'s. But this theory is like kind of saying that it was because this viral lab does stuff like work on um, specifically coronaviruses. Yeah. And it's like a level four, which there's like a couple of them around the world where they work on the world's most dangerous viruses just to like understand them better. And I don't know, like poke them with science and see what's up. So they're saying now that science, science, stuff. Yeah, they fucking hit it with some science, see what happens, write it down on a book. And then I guess they're saying that it, it it escaped by accident because one of the reasons they're saying this was in November, in uh, mid-November, there were three scientists who worked at that lab who had to go to the hospital for like uh, drastic sick sickness. But it was like all like symptoms of COVID that they weren't said they the government the Chinese government said it wasn't COVID, and then. One of the weird things about this is Facebook just announced that they're going to stop banning posts that say that COVID was man-made because up until this point, like, I guess they just got sick of all these dumb bullshit fringe conspiracy theories. So it was like, anytime you posted a post, posted a post on Facebook saying that the COVID was man-made, they would just immediately take it off. And now apparently they're going to let those fly. So if you were sick of COVID conspiracy theories before, get ready for the fucking tidal wave because you have had a big like guardian wall protecting you from those on Facebook. Yeah, thanks, Zuckerberg. Um, <laughs> you know, I think number one, there are still going to be people who use this to push the idea that it's a bioweapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a bioweapon, it's a pretty fucking shitty one if it's. Uh, you know, if like 90% of the people turn up asymptomatic uh, yeah. and it only kills old people, it's uh, predominantly kills old people. Uh, I mean, if you are a uh, nursing home, like uh nurse. Good one, Dale. <laughs> like if you're a nursing home worker and you're sick, like instead of turning it like that's the bioweapon for you, because you know how every once in a while there's like a nursing home nurse who just goes nuts and starts killing old people like start smothering them with pillows yeah. in there yeah this would be like the bioweapon that one of them made like 100 yeah. there's no way to direct this um or if china's planning planning for a future where the retirement homes of the world all band together um and somehow like unify and gain access to weapons uh this would be the virus mm-hmm. that they would release to to take them down um or like if thing. they're like we don't want to keep your pension funds anymore we want to spend them all on weapon research so they just wipe out all the old people so they don't have to pay them pensions yeah i mean Which maybe I mean- we, sh- we should stop finding reasons to make this sal- saliable or- <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, quit words. trying to use. I'm gonna try quit trying to use more than two syllable words from now on. That's probably a good plan. Um, the second thing is that they're not gonna fucking find out who how this virus came to be. No. Like it's just like we're way beyond that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the the market has basically been like sanitized, reopened. They're like they're trying to like track cases and find symptoms that show up. Uh, and th- apparently, there's been some clusters that might actually predate even. October and November um, Mm. in different countries. So there's been like, they're looking at 
respiratory apparently there was like an outbreak of respiratory illness in italy in like september um they're saying this could could be related might not they didn't know they were testing for covid at the time uh i like they're just there's there's we're not going to know where covid came from yeah um and also like even if the World Health Organization or someone who you can actually trust who isn't in China's pocket sends in a team. It's not like the Chinese government's going to be like, oh, uh, now you could talk to all our lead scientists and they'll share all of their knowledge with you. Yeah, they're not uh, notoriously. Uh, oh, yeah. About anything, particularly. <laughs> and the U.S. is going to continue uh, beating the the war drums, trying to pin this on China because of course china is the biggest threat to uh their global dominance and uh you know this is basically just leading to a showdown between um between the u.s and china which Mm -hmm. will almost definitely happen within our lifetime yeah i don't know like it just seems like yeah like uh, for a while there it seemed like we were gonna get some sort of like not like a world war because i don't think they would even have like an out and out open world war it would be like some like it would be like the Spanish Civil War where there'd be like some other country having a civil war and all the majors would pick a side and kind of fight each other on yeah in like someone the else's US country is, is gonna like give billions of dollars in military aid to Taiwan and be like mm-hmm. yo Taiwan like this is how you're gonna achieve your independence from China go fucking ham or uh, all they're gonna do is get John Cena to be like Taiwan is a country and then <laughs> nice segue, by the way. Uh, and then uh, what he, he so he did that and then uh, apologized to China for it because China yeah. is a very lucrative market for uh, Western film studios. And they basically made John Cena, uh, <laughs> you know, grab his dick and balls and uh, <laughs> apologize to the Chinese government. Yeah. Ch- uh, John Cena was making Fast and the Furious 9, which would that would be would that be was Hobbs and Shaw eight or was there I don't know how many Fast and Furious movies have you watched there oh fuck uh zero one maybe okay P- potentially watched, the first one I watched one two three yeah because oh no I think I watched four so the first one and then the second one didn't have Vin Diesel and then the third one was Tokyo Drift and then I think I watched the fourth one and then I went back for Hobbs and Shaw So anyways, this one has John Cena in it. And I think he was like even filming in China. But the thing is, like China has over a billion people. So their movie market is three times the size of the U.S. And they love Western action, whereas it's like everybody in America has got to be getting sick of Fast and the Furious by now. Whereas in China, they're all like, yeah, give it to me. We want more. And it's just like the NBA thing where it's like. Was it LeBron who was like, we back Beijing or whatever, and then had to apologize to China because they were like, yo, you're not going to make nearly as much money because we're trying to sell all these Chinese people basketball and basketball shoes. Well, what, yeah, no, it was during the uh, the Hong Kong. Uh, what did I say? Beijing? Protest. You said Beijing, which yeah. is the other side. Beijing is. Yeah, that's like the legit capital of China, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So if LeBron had said we back Beijing, which he ultimately, I think, did say because. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, like, yeah, because everyone's everybody every, was like, fuck Hong Kong. And then China was like. 
Every everyone's in fucking arms over uh, over these uh, people having to apologize and kiss China's ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess what, fuckheads? That's part of <laughs> capitalism. This is yeah. the system you chose. And if you want to have corporations in charge, mm-hmm. corporations don't care about human rights violations. They care about yeah. making money. And there are a lot of people in China to sell shit to. So uh-huh. fucking suck it up. And like, sorry, if if you don't want corporations to be calling the shots anymore, maybe we start putting power back in uh, in the pe- people instead of our corporate overlords. Yeah, like, I mean, especially movies, like, basically, all you have to do is movies, just like, bend the knee to every single person and be like, you like me, I'm a good person. That's pretty much like this podcast has made its bread and butter on all of these actors just being like, oh, I fucked up. And now people aren't going to like me in Hollywood being like, yeah, you better fucking apologize to us and like kiss the rings. Otherwise, you aren't going to be famous and make a whole bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to look up this article specifically and see if there's anything we missed. Were you done talking about uh, the COVID thing? I just kind of wanted to throw in. I like the scene. Yeah, because there's like there is going to be nothing that comes out of it. Everyone's going to just be speculating for uh, for the uh, the rest of our lives. But there is a very hawkish contingent. Uh, in the United States who will continue to hammer home that uh, and watch who it is. It's it's going to be politicians in America who stand to make money if the U.S. goes to war against China uh, or who benefit mm-hmm. from the United States being locked in. Because, you know, it's been a while since the Cold War. Um, it feels like everyone's just basically moved on past that. Uh, well, no, that's not necessarily true. But being past that, uh, all Muslims are terrorists uh and we hate them uh that whole thing uh, i think that was that conflict was cooling off a little bit so uh here comes china uh and they are now the enemy and let's uh let's keep our eye yeah. on that it's like what cold war fucking part three like we've done Ch- like like they've done russia cold war twice and then they did pretty much it was like the second cold war was like usa like derek said against every Muslim run country and now we're on China for a while but uh, I was just looking up what she what uh, Cena had said um, and he was doing a promotional interview for the movie and then he referred to Taiwan as a country and Beijing is like China's I guess official um, stance on it is that Taiwan is a breakaway province but here, wait, let me see. Anyways, yeah. So he did a pro or an apology video in Mandarin. I didn't even know John Cena could speak Mandarin. What a guy. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. So I was looking, just wanted to make sure there was no like facts or anything I missed in that article. And there isn't any. So are we concerned about missing facts now? That's all you get. This is an opinion podcast, not a news podcast. I mean, everything we say is for entertainment purposes only. Do you think if we told everybody, like if we told China that we love and respect it, that we'd get more Chinese viewers? I I mean, I I do love China. I know you love China. Like I love, I love the the country of China. I love the food, the people. I love the culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
but they are, uh, you know, I love every piece of technology they've made for us for the last 20 years or so. Um, yeah, they are, uh, their, uh, humanitarian efforts are a little suspect. I just, and... I just realized that I am probably planning on traveling back there at some point in the next few years. So I'm just going to say China is good. Uh, Beijing, I stand with you and, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's move on. Um, okay. So for the official stance of outrage factory is that Taiwan is a self-ruled democratic Island to be a breakaway province and claims it is still a part of China. That's our, yeah. Wait, that was, sorry. (laughs) That's what I get for reading out loud. That was what Beijing considers Taiwan. I was just going to say, yeah. So yeah. Part of China, but like a a part of China that China allows Mm -hmm. in their, uh, their great wisdom to be uh, democratically run, much like Hong Kong. Yeah, China, China has Hong given Kong no more. China has given them the immense yeah. blessing of uh, of being able. Yeah, to Jinping in uh, his infinite wisdom, who doesn't look like Winnie the Pooh, has given them their own little democracy to play with for a bit. Good. Do you think we sold it? Do you think they believed us? Yeah. I, also, I don't, we so... don't think the COVID started in the Wuhan lab on purpose or by accident. No, I think it's uh, much like the Spanish flu, which was named the Spanish flu, even though it originated in the United States. This too oh. probably originated in the United States. No, no. Uh, that's we can't say that, Derek. China. Uh, the Shit, is, I want to go to the United States. Too. Uh, let's say it wasn't. OK, I don't think we have any Brazilian listeners, so no, I, I mean, don't think it was a Brazilian variant. I think COVID started in Brazil. So, oh, yeah, there. Also, nobody really likes Russia right now. Yeah, especially so that whole Belarus thing. But yeah, if we knew anything about that to talk about it, that would have been a great segue. It would. But I have no idea what's going on in Belarus. I know Me European either. countries aren't flying over it because someone got shot down, and then Putin got mad and is giving Belarus a bunch of money. Is Belarus even a part of Russia? Uh, it is a former. Uh, it's one of the countries that got like split up when they oh. did the whole USSR thing. I don't even know about that. That's how that's how faulty my uh, Eastern European geopolitical knowledge is. I mean, yeah, it's basically Russia. Like you could say any country used to be a part of Russia up until like anything like I'm looking at a map, anything west of Germany. Is that right? No, east of Germany. You could say was a part of Russia. And I'd be like, oh, okay, And I because I wouldn't know. I mean, it basically was for a very long time. Is that right? So, Jesus. You know, you're just your your <laughs> geopolitical knowledge of Europe uh, stops at 1989. Uh, Am I accidentally up. smart? Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll take you it. Say that. I just don't you know. say that. Yeah, Dale was 10 years old when he stopped learning things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what Specifically we the last time I looked at a map. Now I'm all, um, yeah. I'm all bonered up for ancient knowledge now. There's no conspiracy theory in recently recorded history because there's like books and stuff still. So you got to go way back before like the library of Alexandria was burnt. And then you could cook up some real conspiracy theories. Like chari- chariot, chariots of the gods type shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
that which, kind of shit. You know, read it if you have yeah. it. Uh, like literal interpretations of the Bible, which I'm I'm listening to. Did I mention that on this podcast? I'm listening to the audiobook of the Bible, which is 73 hours long. Which I know is, that you'd mentioned it in private conversations with me, and I'm still yeah. still confused as to why you would do that. Well, as I told you, I don't want to get too into it because we'll lose our eight listeners. But there's this thing, there's this author named Zachariah Stitchin, and he literally interpreted the Bible, but he didn't turn into a bigot like the Southern Baptist. He turned into there's aliens and shit in there. And I was like, holy shit, I got to listen to this. I got to listen to the Bible and just like pick up all the weird shit. Uh, there's a bunch of weird shit. I wouldn't necessarily go aliens or stuff, but there's just like, there's like times when God's like says we instead of I, and you're like, wait, who's he talking to? And then it's time. There's one time his wife. God yeah. misses God. Yeah. And then know? there's times when it's like when Cain left the garden of Eden, there was already people on the earth. And you're like, wait, I thought he was like the third person. And then there's one time when God was like, referenced as three different people but this is before the holy trinity because it's the old test i don't know it's just like it's so like and then so there's like a little bit of cool stuff in there but then there's so much boring shit like i just posted a tweet because i'm in i just finished exodus and like half of exodus is explaining how to build some like church tent like it's talking about the colors they want woven into the fabric, how many fucking cubits long they want it, how wide they want it. And it's like, it's a serious fucking like an hour long conversation to be like, and then the poles go into these holes and the whole, the whole, the pole holders will be pounded flat bronze and have like a shekel of silver. And that's like, talks about how everybody over 20 has to give shekels to the church. I don't know. It's like, it was literally just a, uh, uh, you know, some like engineering plan they found to like yeah, build exactly. a tent. And they were like, oh, this belongs in the Bible. This is a sacred manuscript. And the worst part is it's it's this is like this is when Moses was in the desert. Like if you know your Bible, like Moses was in the desert with these people and he goes up Mount Sinai to talk to God and he gets the Ten Commandments. And then he comes down and the people had built his big gold calf. So he smashes the fucking commandments. And then he like tells everything, like melts the fucking calf and turns it into powder and then throws it in this water. And then he makes everybody drink the, the gold powdered water and be like, this is what you get. And then he's like, you guys are all fucking evil now because you sinned. So to be good in the eyes of God, you all have to like fucking kill your brother and your cousin. And then. 3,000 people get killed and then he's like oh by the way I'm gonna go get those 10 commandments that I smashed like a dickhead when I was mad I'm gonna go get another set so nobody fucking build another calf and then he comes down and he's like these are the 10 commandments and then it just talks about building this fucking tabernacle for like an hour straight and I'm like how did people build this into a religion why are you listening to this anyway join us next week on Bible Factory where uh where Dale will get, hey, get in I'm, depth. I'm right at the, the fucking blueprints to make a bigot. I just started the book of Leviticus that has all those rules that like the Southern Baptist like say tells you that you're supposed to hate homosexuals and stuff. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Isn't that where we get to uh, demean and objectify women as well? Isn't that Leviticus? Or is that yeah, somewhere and you're else? not like if a girl's on her period, you're not supposed to look at her. And fellas out there you want you want some uh, male privilege 
if a guy has sex with an animal, he just gets kicked out of the tribe. But if a girl has sex with an animal, they kill her. Yeah, it's coming up male. Man's world, baby. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how to segue from that. So. <laughs> well, I said we we're going to talk about airplanes, so we have to talk. Well, about I, had a, I had a fucking baller of a segue lined up 20 minutes ago. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's just Went pretend. Biblical tangent. Okay. Let's just forget all that Bible shit I said, because I'm probably going to hell because it's probably real with my luck. Like knowing me, it's like Old Testament God who's like the vindictive prick God, not not like the I'm everywhere. I'm a being of energy. New Testament God. So it's probably the one that like fucking tells people to kill their own sons and stuff. And then I'm going to hell. So what we'll do is we'll back up. I'm not going to edit that all out because that seems like a lot of work. It does. It was probably yeah. uh, unintentionally the most entertaining part of this podcast. So <laughs> please leave it. <laughs> yeah. There's two people who are like, ah, like Janessa's like, I kind of want to listen to it. And you know what, Janessa? It's a hard fucking book to get through. I mean, Genesis is dope. There's like a flood. He's, he's back there's on the Bible. Giants. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back on the Bible. There's a whole tat. There's like two cities and they're full of homosexuals and they want to have sex with everybody and they just do drugs and party. Like, where was that Bible lesson when I was I a kid? I remember the uh, Book of Revelations was like the real, like the end of days shit where yeah. it was like, that's this the is last how. book. So they save yeah. it for the end. They're like, yeah, we're going to put last. the book with the dragon and Jesus coming back and like, oh no, wait, Jesus doesn't ride the dragon. Who does? Oh, the whore of Babylon. Like, Fuck yeah! You want you want me to pay attention to a character? Call her the horror Babylon. <laughs> put her on the back of a like nine headed dragon, and I'm fucking in. I don't care if she's the bad girl. I'm cheering for her. <laughs> Let's see some fucking destruction. Um, Brittany, can I segue the, now? The type of drugs they did were the good ones that we don't know about because they blew up the town. Yes. Oh, side note. Sorry, they were too busy telling uh, telling us how to build a tent. Uh, and not busy enough telling us what drugs okay. they did. What's your side note? Last side note about the Bible. Then I'll then I'll, I'll stop talking about the Bible till I think of something else. But the guy who I was talking about, Zachariah Stitchin, who the reason why I got down this whole fucking rabbit hole was, um, he was saying that the way the angels smited Sodom and Gomorrah was they dropped a fucking nuke on them because it was aliens and not angels. Alien te technology. Mm-hmm. Talking that much about the Bible made me tired. <laughs> I should have fucking I should have paced myself, but I got I got a little into it. Sorry. If anybody wants me to talk more about the Bible, I would love to because there are enough fucking plot holes that I could make a whole side podcast. Again, Bible factory needs to be a thing. Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, the bet I would start that podcast and just call it Bible Factory just for every like person who actually likes the Bible to start listening to it and then get offended. It would be like the best troll ever. It would be like it would be like what I did on IRC when I was 16. <laughs> okay, you could do your segue. Well, I was gonna say, uh, hey, speaking of uh Fuck. Things that aren't in the Bible. No, airplanes. It, was, it was fucking it was we were talking about the airplanes over Belarus. Uh, oh, yeah. And you said something about 
How did I even get into the Bible shit? I know. Dale, <laughs> don't question how your mind works. Uh, hey, speaking of fucking something on airplanes, I don't even know. Uh, hey, how about this? Speaking of no fly zones and what is in those no fly zones, not well, being allowed should to be in those, yeah. not permitted in airspace. I don't fucking know. Hey, uh, Southwest and American Airlines have both announced this week that. Uh, they will be continuing to not serve alcohol to economy passengers on flights uh, in lieu of a couple of high profile uh, fucking. Uh, I thought fucking people would just be happy enough that they get to fly again after COVID. Like, this is my favorite thing, how everybody's like, everybody got touched such a hard lesson from COVID that we're all going to be civil human beings now. And then it's like, Every chance someone gets to like, oh, guess what? I'm a dickhead because I'm still a person. Well, it's also and people like, are trash. So we there were already like, you know, little hints that like we collectively have a very severe and serious mental health crisis in regards to how people perceive themselves and how they treat other humans. And that was happening like way before COVID. And now we've gotten to the point where uh, I think COVID definitely just like punch holes in everyone's brains. Uh, and there were a couple instances over the past week where um, a flight attendant was uh, a, like severely assaulted uh, a woman passenger uh, who was being unruly on the flight and refusing to like put up her tray table or not recline her seat, uh, basically punched a flight attendant. I don't even think it was mask related. I think it was all this other shit. Um, punched a flight attendant in the mouth and knocked out or punched her in the face and knocked out two of her teeth and broke her like orbital socket or something. That is rough. She's going to get like, could you imagine going to jail over your tray and seat leaning? Like it's that big of your hill to die on. You're like, you know what? I'm going to fucking jail for years. Like we have like, there is a mental health crisis where like people believe that this shit is worth, uh, worth going to jail for. Ditto mm-hmm. for like the fucking mask thing. Like anyone who thinks that it is worth it to uh, to assault another human being uh, because they're asking you to wear a mask. Like it's just, it's not fucking normal behavior. Uh, and a lot of people are making it like a partisan thing and being like, well, that's just fucking anti-maskers and Republicans are all violent shitheads. No, mm-hmm. they're not. They're human beings who are suffering uh, from a fucking year and a half of this bullshit, never mind whatever else has been pumped into their brains. Uh, and as a result, I think we're going to see more and more of these things happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, we know that violence, you know, if there's anything alcohol is really good at, it's making people good at sex. And the second thing <laughs> is making them good at violence. So Ask those Canadians fans about the violence. Yeah, part. exactly. <laughs> um, and I'm just like, I'm surprised that that alcohol, like looking back at like the rich history mm-hmm. uh, of air rage related incidents, and they're all fucking alcohol related. Like the guy who took a shit on a, a serving cart that that was that was out like he was drunk. Uh, and you have to look at that and be like, why are they still serving alcohol on planes when it's yeah. like you, you get somebody, you put Especially them Especially to the poors in the back who just yeah. can't fucking handle themselves. Well, that's why it's it's now uh, it's so there's they said they're suspending it for economy passengers. 
first class Good. and business class will still be able to drink. Yeah, because uh, rich people, people know how to handle themselves. That's why they became rich because they're better people than us. Well, true. You, you don't just get money unless you're a good person. That's well, how also that, capitalism like, works. That first class and business class, it's like, oh, this isn't like the world's worst fucking situation. Uh, like if, if you're traveling in first class or business class, like, yeah, it sucks, but it doesn't suck so bad that you're already like super fucking angry about it uh, yeah. because you have, you know, personal space. Uh, and the opportunity to be a little bit comfortable. Whereas in economy with the pores, uh, they're basically just like stacking bodies on top of each other. And then they're like, here, have a bunch of booze and see how that works out for you. Yeah. After you stood in line inexplicably for 40 minutes to get on this fucking plane. And then <laughs> now you're like crammed in with 12 other people in your row. Uh, have some booze, go nuts. So I love how it's like, they're like, okay, we'll give them booze. 50% chance they fall asleep, 50% chance they rip each other to shreds. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fucking betting man. Let's flip a coin. <laughs> On one hand, though, as, as tragic as all this is, it it's kind of like it gives me new hope because co like they like there's all these conspiracy theories like, oh, the government's trying to control us through COVID. Oh, my God. They just do all this stuff so that what we so that we like listen to them and then we turn into sheeple. And then it's like or not or just people oh, go God. fucking nuts. And then like if the like if COVID was like just bear with me a sec, like if the conspiracy theory is true. And COVID was this thing where they're like, we're going to control people by scaring the fuck out of them. And then they'll do whatever they want. Right now, they're fucking, they're backing out. They're like, okay, this plan doesn't work. We can't do this. We can't control humans this way anymore. They just go fucking nuts. So yeah, they were like, we'll oh, this actually gave us less control over people <laughs> instead of more. Because now we have this whole like segment of the population that is so fucking insane about not being controlled that they're assaulting each other uh yeah that that whole experiment didn't work let's walk it back yeah uh you know maybe we'll just use uh <laughs> something like advertising yeah. or uh mass media to control people like the good old days yeah it's like in one year they fucking lost all of the ground that they made since the 70s when everybody had like lead poisoning from the gasoline and just got crazy <laughs> then they like they spent 50 years just mellowing everybody out making them do what they want be like through advertising changing the diet gmo the foods and then they do one virus and everybody's just fucking batshit crazy again and now they're like fuck now we got to start over all bets are off maybe that's the great reset is they're just like fuck we had these monkeys under control. Somebody opened the cage and now we got to get them back in. Yeah. Time to go back to just putting fucking whatever in our drinking water. Like, I don't know. Sedate us again, <laughs> yeah. please. Like, can we put Valium in the drinking water? Is that allowed still? Because <laughs> the fluoride's not making them listen to us at all anymore. <laughs> it is not. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's, it's good to see that flying is going to be just as shitty or potentially I'm, am I laggy as hell, right? Now? You've been yeah. laggy for a while, but it's, yeah. it's weird. It's a weird lag because it's like, there's like a half second pause, but then the sound kind of catches up. I don't know if it like does a weird compression thing, but it's like, cause it's like you lag, but then you're still real time. So it's not like a universal lag across the board. Do you know what I mean? 
I mean, as long as uh, you can still hear the beautiful words that are coming out of my mouth, that's. Uh, that's Don't worry, time. Derek. You said sa- I guarantee you sound no dumber than you do without the lag. Yeah. yeah all right. Victory. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Uh, all right. I think that's it Oof. that I had to talk about. Dale, did you have you um, sweating? All the, all the about the Bible, dude, that got me heated. <laughs> um, that's actually there's... the, the fire of Satan <laughs> <laughs> that is being turned on you. Is this the fire and brimstone they talk yeah, about? That's, that's it. May, I could see why fucking ministers slap the pulpit. Like you think it's boring shit, but then once you start talking about it, there's like fucking sodomy and then there's like, dudes marrying their sisters and then like tricking pharaohs into giving them silver oh, ah, i'm back into it i'm only two books in and i've got all this stuff um yeah i don't think there's there's a bunch of other stuff that happened but we don't really need to talk about it. we talked about everything super important um oh uh, I was kind of avoiding it because I would hate to say something dumb and sound insensitive, but I feel like everybody's going to be like, why didn't they talk about the uh, Indian residential school thing in Kamloops, which if you haven't heard, they found 215 um, uh, children's ske- bodies. Yeah, skeletal remains of children's bodies in underneath the grounds of the Kamloops residential schools. And it's fucking terrible and it's disgusting and I just want to acknowledge it because it's fucking ugh, we can't have that shit. It is. And I feel like uh, indigenous people have been telling us for a long time how fucking awful um, residential schools, mm-hmm. uh, which were basically like what assimilation and, and re-education camps. Yeah. Uh, like I was I was like one of my things was it's like the name residential schools isn't horrific enough to explain what happened because like there's a lot of people who don't realize how fucking terrible the whole thing was. And I think one of the problems is a name, like they should call them re-education internment camps because one thing people don't know is they don't really realize that this was against pretty much everybody, every first nations person's will. Like they just swooped in. Oh fuck. Uh, They came in and they took their children and they took them away and they sent them off to school with the intentions of basically um i don't know making them more white in their activities and education like they what they wanted to do was they wanted to make the first nations people blend into society easier and i've heard people claim that they had positive intentions with that but that's not good enough anymore and basically it all turned to shit and they fuck. I don't know. Yeah. Like this is why I didn't want to get into it. Cause I probably said something that offended somebody. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm definitely not educated enough on the matter to speak to it. There are a lot mm-hmm. of people out there, but like it is a, a black spot on Canada's history. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one of many. Uh, and you know, it turns out that to uh, make North America uh really beneficial for white people uh you know some some indigenous people were uh were mistreated uh as a result severely mm-hmm. yeah yeah so... that, that was sarcasm because there's yeah. a, there's a wide body of evidence mm-hmm. that we came here stole the land from the people treated them like shit murdered children murdered entire populations of indigenous people like and for whatever reason the belief in canada 
has always been that we were somehow different from uh, from the colonizers in the United States. Uh, and we're not. We have the, the same mm. fucking bullshit. And residential schools were something that existed uh, in very recent history. So, uh, you know. Yeah, I think the last one's close. Like, they didn't run the same way. But they're, like, we're talking, like, our our lifetimes was when the last one's closed. And the horrificness happened like 50s to 70s was I get I'm guessing when all the bad shit went down. So that's like that's way too recent for the level of unknowing that we as a as a country have. Like one of the things we need to do is just spread the knowledge of how fucking terrible they were. So like I've just heard people talking about it and they're like, how did these people not know where their kids were and stuff? It's like, well, that's the point. They were taken without permission and then they just like wouldn't give them anything back yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so sorry to end on a downer but we all really need to kind of educate like we got to educate ourselves on what happened and stuff and i'll put some i think uh past guests uh wesley put on because he works in this field he put on a website that people could go and there's like a couple documentaries you can watch to learn more about it. So I'll put those in the show notes. You'll put them in the show notes, please. Mm -hmm. We encourage you to check them out. I will check it out myself because I don't really fucking understand anything about this. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, let the record show that Outrage Factory is firmly against dead indigenous children. Mm -hmm. We don't condone it. And we think people like they should hold someone responsible because like, sadly, I think this is just another mark on the Catholic church or the church who was running them. I'm not sure if it was the Catholic one. It it was the Catholic church. And it was also like the Canadian government was fucking Mm -hmm. fully behind these. Like they're, uh, this wasn't just like some offshoot Catholic church doing like, um, doing this on their own. This is like, this was with the full, approval of the Canadian government. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's that whole, it's something that persists in the Catholic church and a lot of churches is that we're going to bring um, Western white culture and religion to, it's like a lot of missionary work is based on that too, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're going to convert people to our way of life uh, and uh, you know, just fuck off. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Catholic church, fuck off. Your book sucks too. I'm probably not going to be able to get all the way through it. <laughs> yeah. Religion, zero out of five stars. Book, yeah. two out of five. I like the part with the 10. Do not recommend. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in this week to this episode of Outrage Factory. I, I of course, have been your co host, Derek Bolin. You can follow me on Twitter at Herder. I've been your other co host at Dale DeR- Fuck. That is your, your name. other co host, Dale DeRuder. That Dale DeRuder. Super Dalebot. Uh, if you want to give us any feedback, uh, get your mug on the show or, I mean, even educate us about what's actually happened. Um, hit us up at outragefactpod at gmail.com. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, tell your friends. If, uh, if you want to preemptively contribute to my uh, I have been interned by the Chinese government's uh, my freedom fund. You can head on over to uh, to Patreon and donate to us there. And uh, is that it? Um, that's 
I'm pretty sure that's it. We're over an hour. I think we're we got a tight hour in the bag. Tight. Uh, I kind of ruined. I mean, at the end of the show, can't really come back from that. So we should probably just end it. I mean, for we also had 40 minutes of that hour was you talking about the Bible. So which uh, I mean, hey, <laughs> uh, this could be this could just be where we go next. It All could right. just be Bible talk with Dale. Bible talk with Dale until next week. <laughs> Stay angry. Stay bobbly. <laughs>